Hello, hello. Morning, through. All right, Mark. I'm talking in a deeper Welsh accent for no reason. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You're listening to episode 43 of Sapnin Podcast with myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, Morgan Richards. It's me, episode 43, and we're bringing something completely different to the podcast for this week's episode. Yes, we Sean. Usually we have bands on who are trying to plug new stuff or tours or just reminisce about being in a band. But this week, sadly, we have a band on who are breaking up very, very soon. The yeah. end of this tour, they're currently on. They're doing 25 dates, and then they're calling it a day. Our guest this week is Sam Douglas from wonderful rock band Mallory Knox. Yes, correct. Yeah, we speak to Sam about the new album, this being their final tour, and just the whole reprocess of the band coming to an end and really just celebrating uh, incredible 10 years they've had in the music industry, the ups and downs, and just a real behind-the-scenes look at their whole life Yeah, over the last decade. Um, yeah, they announced really recently that this tour was going to be their last. It, it wasn't announced as a farewell one. It was yeah. just a, one to go out and play shows to support the release of their new fourth record, self-titled and yeah we just dive into everything really it's a completely different conversation than we've had on any of the other 42 episodes yeah. of the podcast obviously you know sean you've talked about the blackout breaking up we've had alad phillips and kids and glass houses talking about their story as well but you guys have really had time to reflect yeah on the band you know 
Well, this is what's going on up there. in the conversation. As you hear, Sam brings up the, the fact he hasn't really spoken about the fact that they are breaking up. Yeah, this out con- loud. This conversation and the emotions throughout it are so raw. Yeah, that I think it's going to blow people uh, away. And yeah, you're really going to get some insight into things you, I think, you'd never really realised before. Yeah. So yeah, buckle up because it's an emotional roller coaster. This one. Yes. Yeah, um, so, so a massive thanks for Sam for taking time out. At yes. The what first a dude, show man. At what the a tour, dude. Uh, at Cardiff club with a bar to just sit down with us and tell us the whole story we have a really long chat with him yeah but it just delivers uh, throughout and a massive thanks again to the lovely sarah maynard thank you very much um yeah we saw sarah who's a pr for mallory knox and uh yeah spent some time with her and then we watched mallory knox who were fantastic they were as always and um, um shame they're breaking up yeah and for some reason if you unfamiliar with some of the work Mary Knox have done over the years uh, I think over the last kind of five six seven years in particular they were a band who were really vocal on that kind of rock yeah, and alternative music scene yeah they did really well they dominated the UK music yeah, they scene so all across and played some mad festivals and tours and played with some incredible bands as well I think you know along with likes of kind of Don Broco Young Guns you know We Are The Ocean yeah, yeah, they're, you know, just, they're, yeah. they're one of those the core bands of that time and scene, really. So it's um, yeah, sad and emotional that there's another band from that time yeah. calling it a day. But I think uh, also nice to hear some of the highs of being in Mallory Knox as well. He spoke about so yeah, we'll stop talking about the conversation now because we'll just let you. Have a listen to what, yeah. see what Sam has to say. Yeah, but hear it was, what Sam has it to was say one well. we're very happy that we managed to get and we're really excited to let you all hear and see yes. your reactions. It was a great chat. For it. Um, if you enjoyed this episode or any of the previous 42 it's got. We got to have had about forty-five hours worth of material out Ooh, now. That's a lot of hours. Yeah, we've done loads of festival ones that yeah, are over two hours. All they put up of you and I don't me know. being. I don't know, but they have. But thank so you for thank you very around. much. Yeah, if you'd like to support us um, in any way, please check out patreon.com forward slash sapling. That's p a t r e o n dot com forward slash s a p e n i n, and you can choose to support the podcast via several different tiers you can even make up your own tier if you want to if you don't want to yeah you can get creative and throw in mad ideas of things you want from us and we can try and deliver yeah and now being currently single um i can now offer offer sexual services hey hey you hear that ladies (laughs) sean smith is now available for who said ladies well Mixing it up, but no, no. Um, anyway, <laughs> yes. yes, please go and check out patreon.com forward slash sapmin. There's some crazy exclusives, including finding out who the guests are before anyone else. Yes. And you get to join this brilliant community and family we've created as Somehow well. We've created something it blows that blows our mind bigger, each and every week. It's bigger than the both of us, it's bigger than this podcast. Oh, the yes. love that we have in that group is unbelievable and makes me happy every single day so thank you very much if you're already supporting us via patreon.com forward slash happening 
I love you. I appreciate you. You've kept me alive. Thank you very much. And I agree with those sentiments Sean just mentioned. And you can meet your new <laughs> you best friends. You have kept him alive. Yes, you have. <laughs> Um, uh, no, you can meet your new best friends and even dating for goths as started yeah, becoming a thing. Goth dating going on regularly well, there so as well. So crazy. yes, patreon.com forward slash Sapnin, please. If you'd also like to keep up with just us on a daily basis, head over to our social media platforms on Instagram and Twitter. Where can they follow us, Sean? Twitter.com forward slash Sapnin Pod, S A W P E N I N P O D, or Instagram.com forward slash Sapnin Pod, S A W P E N I N P O D. Or you can just put the at thing in and then say something. Yeah, that's yeah, probably yeah. easier. But, um, yeah, cool. Um, yep. So before we get into this in-depth, detailed and almost exclusive conversation with Sam Douglas, uh, we've been very busy over the last couple of weeks, so I haven't been able to mention kind of new music and stuff we've been listening to. Yeah. So just a quick shout out to the wonderful friend of the podcast, Tom Jenkins. He's just released his debut solo album, Misery and Comfort. Yeah. I can't stop listening to it. It's absolutely fantastic. Lovely so boy. Go and Be- give that a listen, please. Oh, listen to this. Absolutely lovely boy. Better voice. What a what a what a compliment. Exactly. Lovely, lovely chap. Unbelievable voice. Check out Misery and Comfort. It's awesome. It's haunting. It's beautiful. It's eerie in parts. It's amazing. So yeah, definitely check out Tom Jenkins' Misery and Comfort. And also, I'm sure you all know this by now, but I'm extremely happy that the fact that McFly are doing stuff again. They're releasing new singles every Sunday until they play that massive show in London. So I'm very happy each and every week. Yeah, it's very, and very... Um, well, let's if not Tom, Dan and Harry want to come on to talk about the podcast, because well, I got a funny feeling that nobody cared about McFly until they came back, until we had Dougie. Apart from you, it was you yes. and Dougie Me and, and Dougie. Tom were the only yeah. people who cared about McFly, and then they came, and we've made them massive oh, again. Oh. So the fact they've sold out the O2, right... Is down to us. Well, I was going to say, let's not beat around the bush. We basically got Shame them it. back oh, together. Yeah. Sapling Pod got McFly back together. Fact. Fact. 100% so fact. I reckon all the boys should come on the podcast. Yes. To do a, a McFly special. If anybody wants to tweet at him, tweet at him to tell him to come on Sapling Pod. That would be good. Because they should. And I think that they should personally invite us to that show. Oh, they better add. They better, and I want... Do you know what? I hadn't even considered not being invited to that. Well, exactly. I'm just making sure that everyone knows. I want the... I'm getting so angry. I'm getting windy. I want uh. I want the Galaxy Defenders to, you know, be in a corner. I don't know what that is. Um, yeah, so McFly, you owe us. Let's do a podcast. We call it even, right? I don't want any shares of the tour money. Oh, I do. <laughs> I don't, but I won't take any, right? If you just come on a podcast. So, Danny, Tom, Harry, and um, Douglas... Come, come on, boys, innit? Come on. Anyway. Anyway, let's just get on with it, shall we? Yes, finally. Right. So this is the lovely Sam Douglas of Mallory Knox chatting all things from the band over the last 10 years. Go and check out their new record, self-titled, so it's just called Mallory Knox, yep. and they're going to be on tour throughout the next month, right up until the 13th of October. So catch them at a show while you can, because yes. you don't want to miss one of your favorite bands playing these very emotional shows. Yes. Tidy. Let's get on with it. Sapnin! 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 
the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash boast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sapman. Hello. Oh, you're in Wales and you haven't gone with Sapman. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We'll try it again. Yeah, we'll try sorry. Sapman. Sapman. First time. <laughs> Leave the first bit in, no? <laughs> yes, yeah. Our guest uh, at this time is the wonderful Sam of Mallory Knox fame. How are you? I'm good, mate. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're okay. Right, yeah. We're podding along. Yeah, um, Morgan's been running around Cardiff trying to find mics and leads because <laughs> I came. Yeah, uh, someone forgot them. Uh, yeah, I came 95% of the way down from where I live. I yeah. went, ah, the stuff I need to do the recording. <laughs> Shit. We've all been there. Yeah, yeah so. so uh, I've had a little uh, scavenger hunt around Cardiff, um, but we've managed to get stuff and we're rolling. You've turned yes. up with the goods. Yeah, so thank, happy thank days. you very much to everybody who's lent us stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Awesome, yeah, well, how, how are you feeling? We should really uh, set the scene here. Of course, we're currently, at the time recording this, backstage at Carlos Club Evil Bark, yeah. the first day of your now farewell tour yeah. for Mallory Knox. Uh, yes. It seems that this announcement kind of came very fast uh, over the yeah. last like couple of weeks. Uh, how is it sunk in yet? Is it a different feeling um, and vibe? Have you known for a while? It's It's been a complicated one because we had the new record coming out you got to try and promote that as best as you can for people that have put the faith in you to like put it out there in the first place but at the same time we kind of have known maybe for a little while that we were coming towards the end of the road so to speak but 
even with all the time that we've had to kind of digest it and know that we're going to be doing this, the announcement when we actually announced it on, I think Monday. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was a weird one. It was. It was a weird one. It was like, I didn't think I'd get too emotional about it, but I did. But you know, it's it's ten years. You know, the end mm, of the end, of, end of the chapter and. Yeah, you know, I don't yeah. know what I'm doing I remember after this, when, so. um, yeah, when the blackout announced that we was breaking up, um, December the first, two thousand fourteen. You remember the day? <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the only thing that cheered me up that day because I was fucking devastated and like I was just getting messages off people that were just making it work. Like, yeah, it would yeah. be nice. Yeah, yeah, of course. But it was just making me feel like I was like, but boys, we've got all this. Like, it oh. seems like the support is there. Oh, of course, like, that's what we said. Like, I, I remember when um, Kids in Glass Houses broke up, mm. and I remember Alan saying the same thing. Like, oh, where the fuck were you? Like, when we, when we needed <laughs> you, kind of thing. Like, yeah. And, um, but, and yeah, like the reaction. Like, I'm not good with the whole social media side of it anyway so I knew kind of like a bomb was going to explode and everyone yeah. was going to be talking about us and shit and that kind of terrifies me in a way but to see the reaction that we got off people you know I text the guys and I WhatsApp group saying like this is amazing like we can be like so proud of what we've done over the last 100%, 10 years and that, so. 100% yeah. but it don't make it easier like you know yeah. oh, the outpouring of love I've seen online for you is um, yeah it's fantastic and mm. yeah deserved so thanks mate yeah because yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I was, I was going to say looking at the messages and what you've all said Right, separately it seems that you're looking at it more really humble than everything you've been able, able to do over the last 10 years yeah like because uh, it's, it's not like beating around the bush of it like we the last year has been uh, has been hard mm. you know, I, I feel like I've been constantly up against it being compared to Mikey that's fucking tiresome and that's why I wanted the record out for so long and it's, that's why I'm frustrated because it took so long to get the record out and I wanted to kind of be able to sing these songs for a period of time to come and like playing the old stuff to get to this point obviously and now the album comes out and we're only going to tour it once but you know it, it is what it is but it's, it's as I say like the last year is just kind of it put me through the mill kind of thing I think it got to me a lot more than I thought it would yeah. and uh I tried the other three, like uh, the other three lads have like been supportive and stuff, but it's. I, I think I knew that I was I was running on empty in the end, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, was it a lot of pressure for you then, kind of stepping up to that plate inside of things? Yeah, there was pressure because I, I knew what I was gonna get. I yeah. knew I knew that people were always gonna compare me to Mikey and that. But what I wanted was to release a record. You know, with us four, with me fronting it, I, that's what I wanted to be judged on. Unfortunately, I don't think that's going to be the case, even because we, we, you know, we we always got comments like, "Oh, the, what, what? He's nowhere near as good as Mike." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know. There was a reason he was the fucking front man for eight, eight years, and I weren't." Do you know what I mean? But we knew with this record that we could style it out in a way that suited me. We wrote the record that I wanted to write this time, you know, even yeah. though we did with the last albums and that. But I always kind of felt like I was writing to kind of suit Mikey. And this time I didn't have to do any of that. And so that I embraced that. So the writing side of it I, is probably the most enjoyment I've had out of Mallory. Everything else, though, sadly, being honest, I, I've not enjoyed it anyway near as much oh. um, as of when Mallory were like, yeah. you know, really going. So. But I guess people don't realise it's like, you know, like people would be like, oh, you know, they'd want, you know, they talk about Mikey or whatever, but they don't realise, like, without you writing those songs for, you know, for Mikey, I mean, the they wouldn't have even have had those songs to love. I was talking to my, uh, I could say girlfriend, fiance, and us, we're still, still having to say that. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I was talking to my fiance last night about this and saying, like, I just feel like for the last, I've always kind of had to bite my tongue 
and almost not get the credit that I felt that I deserved in the band for yeah. being the creative force, you know, and it was always Mikey getting the plus. But that's how it's supposed to be. You know, you want the front man to carry you. Mm. Now, I'm not a front man. Never was built to be one. I was built to create music. That's always what I've loved doing. And I was saying, so, you know, people would like say that Mikey was everything to this band and vocally, yeah, he was, but... I, no one I, I just wanted to be able to say like, I fucking wrote them songs give yeah. me some credit I just wanted to like finally just kind of just say do you know what fuck, fuck all of you like I've definitely played more of a part in the creation and the, and the you know but I don't want to sound arrogant about no, it but no, it's just no, 10 no, years no, no, of keeping yeah. it all quiet and it's just like oh, now no, we're coming to the end I feel like I can kind of just say what what I want without being a dick like, yeah but, no, that's cool yeah. that's cool yeah you can yeah go completely unfiltered now. like it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no I ruined my band on the last week of this like, <laughs> oh I shouldn't have made those comments I don't, we're going to get cancelled <laughs> oh I hate that no but, but it is on the last day you just want to go on stage <laughs> Super drunk and just say the maddest shit you can. Just go, do you know what? <laughs> I hate everyone, yeah. And anyone's ever listened to my band. You can, like, you, but the thing is, though, like, Twitter's fine, Instagram's fine. It's when you go on Facebook, that's where the real shit, like, they start saying the real nasty stuff. Yeah. It's like, just avoid that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it was that comment section. So that oh, was the don't worst. Read the comment sections ever. <laughs> oh, I've stopped that years ago. That would be too much for me. Yeah. You know, going back to talking about kind of you writing the songs and stuff, I think it is interesting for because a lot of people don't realise what actually goes on behind the scenes yeah. and, and writing these material and stuff for so long. So I'm sure when you got this new record that you were just excited for people mm -hmm. to hear the change and what you were trying to put for the band for a long time and it's just being kind of frustrated not being able to to have it out for that long, really. Yeah, like we we started writing this record the day the before Mikey even yeah. left the band. We knew it was coming so even I've said before like even with Mikey we knew he was leaving before he left the band kind of thing so whilst all that was going on we kind of tried to like take a step forward and make sure that we had something to like release for when it came out that Mikey was going so this this album's been in the works for over two years now and it only came out as I say like two weeks ago but we kind of knew before the record that well, this is kind of the way it was going to go like let's be real like we're not we're nearly 30 like I've got, got other shit we need to do now money runs out like it, it, it just reality hits you you know what I mean like I would do this well, you know what actually I don't know I don't know if I would do this with, 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 with even that like as I say I feel like it's just come it's music's kind of run its course for me now and so you're not going to do anything else like I don't that? know I'll write songs in my room I'll do that forever I think you know but I don't know it's just what about writing for other people I'd love to. I just don't know how to get into that world. You know, it's one of them things. I'd love to. You know, it's uh, the the creative side of music, like creatively, like songwriting, is the reason I'm in a band. It was never about going out and playing live, even though as much as I do enjoy the shows and stuff. But it was always just having a creative outlet, and I just enjoy writing songs. Yeah. But I did find over the last year even that's dwindled a little bit like I don't check out new music anymore it's so, it's so weird yeah. that the kind of like fire just kind of burnt out completely but the, the, with the record coming out when I listened to it on the day it was out I kind of got that fire back and realised you know we did put our all into that record we did like we did it our way we put our own stamp on it kind of thing and uh, I think Mark from Black Focuses he, he, he replied to my Twitter and he said um I'm so glad you got to go out on your terms and that was that was what was so important to us as a four piece was to go out our way instead of kind of letting it just dwindle and then be forced to do it like we we wrote the record we wanted to we put it out there we self-titled it yeah. and now we're getting the fuck out of it <laughs> <laughs> no I I 
Yeah, I, I think I'd gone through similar feelings. I went through similar feelings like you when it, mine was coming to an end. Like I went through like, oh, I don't give a shit about mu- other music. I don't yeah. care about anything else. And it's, it was almost as if when my when I knew my band was dying, when my when I knew my band was over or coming to an end, I was just like, oh, well, all bands are ending. Yeah, to yeah. me, I was just like, all right. Mate, that's exactly how I feel. My brother was playing the new Sam Fender record in his car, and I was like, just turn it off. I don't want I don't want, I don't want to hear new music. Yeah. Because it kind of, yeah, bums you out a yeah. little bit. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. weird. Yeah, well, since we've been doing this, really, I've noticed that kind of a lot of people in the world get kind of lost. When, once you're in the music world, you, you stop catch up with new music and stuff because you're oh, so yeah. much in it. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, touring and stuff, it must just become draining. So when you're home, you just want to shut off. Oh, and that's the God. last thing you want to think about, Yeah, really. yeah. You, at the end of the day, it's, it, it, it's a job, isn't it? Like yeah. You go away for months on end, and the last thing you want to do is come home and put the stereo on, you know? It's to just get away from music. I'd much rather just go watch a football for a day and take yourself. <laughs> <laughs> away that way you know what I mean yeah. so yeah 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 I, I think is I shut off the music years ago I, I said that was the cool thing with our new record was that there wasn't really any influence on our record because I wasn't listening to anything yeah. but I, I quite liked that I quite liked that I couldn't really like have something that I was into all the time that would come in and influence the way I was writing songs I just literally kind of wrote it with, with, have, with having no outside influence coming in whatsoever and I really enjoyed that about the record because that's why I, th- I do think that our, our new record is quite unique like not just in a Mallory way but I do think there's not many bands in the UK that have released a record like we just have where it's so raw and old school and back to basics it's almost like the absolute opposite of what every other band is doing at the moment in terms yeah. of like doing it all on computers with synthesizers and you know affecting the vocals so much that it doesn't even sound real which is fine but that is literally the last thing we wanted to do and was we said like we wanted to go back into a rehearsal room as a four piece like it was back in 2010 and just write a record that way and that's kind of how we've always written a record anyway but this time we learned from our last record that we kind of got carried away when you're in the studio just like, oh let's add another guitar <laughs> or and let's like, add a piano here and maybe let's harmonize it one more time <laughs> and this time it was like no nah, that's it leave it it sounds great as it is so cool. we literally yeah it took four year, four albums to get to where we wanted to be hmm. kind of thing but yeah creatively this is the one that i would I'd like to think of the one in 10 years' time that I would still show first. Okay. If people never knew who we were, I'd like to yeah. think it would be the yeah. one we've just done. Yeah, so which it, is nice. Yeah, it sounds like then the four of you are all kind of agreed that this is the perfect record or release you could have gone out on, really. Yeah, like well, as I said, obviously we wanted it to be the next chapter completely. Like yeah. when we started writing the record, we wanted to prove people wrong. We wanted to show that it wasn't a one-man band, so to speak, and you know it was was going to be the next kind of chapter of, of what was to come for Mallory and um but in the end I think halfway f- maybe halfway through we kind of realized now we just need to get this out and do it our way and kind of prove a point that way I still think we've proved a point with the amount of people that kind of said ah oh, you, you ain't going to be able to do it like I did as I said like we in the two years that he left we signed a record deal which still isn't easy we were allowed to create another record over the space of four sessions and I like which combined into a month you know we, we, we still achieved so much for me after Mikey left but I think people always going to compare you to your past successes which obviously if you're going to yeah it didn't match the heights that Mallory once were but for us it was a hell of a tick like and that's why I'm proud of it and that's kind of why I always want to turn around to people like you you, you, you think you're insulting me but like, we haven't done it I know we have we've achieved more than we thought we actually could with this record yeah. so yeah and it's mad when it comes from people who are not in bands as well and you're like yeah, yeah but 
I've done something. Like it doesn't yeah, even yeah, matter. Yeah, like, that's the thing. I've done something. What is like? Yeah, we've got that. Like them, them, them records will like they'd be there forever. Like I'm yeah. gonna have them forever. Like people aren't gonna. The people are jealous of that. I don't know. Like we've got a back catalogue to be proud of forever and stuff. So social media, though, it's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> is there um, is there nothing I can say to make you not uh, end it? Uh, Except use fifty billion pounds. Yeah, I was going to say the money. <laughs> the money might help. Um, no, because I just know from my exp- like from my experience, like do a hiatus, don't do a split, <laughs> because then that's done. Isn't James it? keeps already talking about doing some sort of ten-year reunion tour in 2023. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, this is what. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's yeah, already it's on five about five years it. now since the Black has split up in March next year. Yeah. And. Yeah, I just wish that we'd kept it as like even like a once a month type, like anything. Yeah. Because I just missed, like, I thought I wasn't going to miss it. And I thought, oh, I'll just move on to my next step, whatever yeah, yeah. whatever the fuck that is. I'm like, <laughs> how the fuck can I transfer any skills I've got into it? You can't yell at people in a job. Like, literally, my job was yeah. yelling at people. <laughs> like, what, what job can I have where I can go out on stage for a couple of thousand people and just go, ah! <laughs> like it's not a thing um, so yeah like I was just worried then after like well that's what, the thing what, people what like do the, it is a real life situation it's not just a band ending I am yeah. losing my job here I'm yeah. losing essentially what has been my livelihood for the last 10 years it's not like we want this to happen but it just makes sense and we know deep down like professionally and personally it's the right thing to do to move forward at this moment and in our lives you know I mean, yeah, I mean, there's probably nothing you could say to me to keep it going apart from, yeah, give me a shitload of money and that'll keep me going. But I, do, I, I think even without that, even if this wasn't the end, I do think I would need not a hiatus, but like a good six months away from it all and then yeah. come back fresh. I, th- I thought that after we did the Wired record that we might take a couple of months out, but what turned out was that our singer left anyway and we had to fucking work even harder. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's drained me now. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. You know what? I'm quit. I'm, I'm fucking quitting Mallory Knox today as well. I'm not, I'm, not jo- I'm not joining. I don't care what you say. I'm out. No. Um. Well, I was. Gonna, you sounded like you were going to give some like post-band life advice to oh, Sam. Oh yeah, I haven't finished well, that. Yeah, that is <laughs> yeah, the thing. No, yeah, it just. It's weird. It's such a unique experience, I think, yeah. to be in this position because it's it's not like we really had security anyway. Yeah. But it's definitely gone now, and it's like I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do after this. Something will fall into place. It always seems to, you know. But yeah. it is weird. I'm like. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I guess I was like a musical gypsy for like 13 years. <laughs> like I was just traveling the world playing music. Yeah. yeah. The, like the the only like safety I had was I was in the band and we were going places and it was like I had a travelling home that was it like, yeah, yeah. the money's never good enough that's the thing people listen to this and they think everybody who's ever been in a band is fucking rich and oh, all yeah, paid through the arse 30 years ago maybe not yeah, like, not not like now. now no but yeah I just you wouldn't believe like I didn't think I was going to miss it as much as I did and then something like Gunnersville like last Sunday yeah, I bet literally reminded yeah, yeah, me yeah, yeah. like Oh fuck! That was like home. When you've yeah, when you've not been in in it as long as you have though, like I do, I think it will always come yeah. back to people that experienced it that way. Like I just need that time now. Yeah, I know that I doubt I'll miss it over the next twelve months, but I have no doubt I'll be exactly like you are in maybe a year's time, and I'll be like, oh bloody, hell, I wish I'd wish I'd embraced it more than I had the last year. Because yeah. that's the thing, I don't want to sound so fucking miserable, but like it gets to the point where it's like you stop embracing it for what it is, and it's just it becomes almost a little bit of a grind. Yeah. But oh no, yeah, you do. You can't. You do. 
you do become jaded by it and by everything really like like I found like I, I started to like be angry at our songs <laughs> at people around our band like even a bit of me was like angry at like our, fa- our fans yeah <laughs> yeah like in a way I was just like well you know we're not doing so well what the fuck like I know it's my fault but also yeah. fucking help no, you, you, you want, you want, that's what I say, I kind of just want to, when people have such an opinion on something and they, in, re- in reality they know nothing about what that person is actually going through. Because yeah. on the outside it is just a breakup, like bands do all the time. But, but when, you, when you're in it, it's, it's not just a breakup. It's like I'm breaking up with like four of my, three of my best mates as well. Yeah. Like, um, you know, yeah, every, everything I've known since I was 19 is about to change. It's such so daunting, you know what I mean? But at the same time, it's the right thing to do. So it's such a weird one. What are you going to... Um, any ideas what, what you're looking into doing next? Or I know, personally, I'm probably going to end up moving up north with, with my fiancée. She's from Yorkshire. It's always been okay. the plan to end up there somewhere. She moved down south when I was in the band, obviously, because I still needed to be here. So yeah. to put positive, like spin on it, like that means I can finally plan to get my life started up there now in terms of what I do no idea I'm kind of just going to wing it and see what happens I haven't really got an idea of what Hmm. I don't really like anything much more than (laughs) I did music back then so this is the weird thing I tried to say like you come I've done my dream job by the age of 29 like I've achieved all I wanted to the problem is now what do you do to fill the void to make it even feel like yeah this is like the Tyson Fury mentality (laughs) of I was watching a documentary on him and he was he was saying that he always wanted to be heavyweight champion mm. like that's all he ever thought about was being the lineal heavyweight champion he did that by the time he was 29 and that's when it went wrong for him yeah, he was yeah, like yeah. well I've done that now what the fuck am I meant to do like how, yeah how do you replace he, yeah, the best yeah, thing you know, that and you then he ended up drinking drugs or whatever so for god's sake don't do that oh, no, no. <laughs> don't blow up like Tyson Fury did and then no and also don't fight Deontay Wilder that's another no don't tip. do that um Yes. No, I've never thought of it like that, though. Like, as you said, you've, re- you've done pretty much everything you've thought about doing you know, when you were a kid, when you yeah. were getting into music, when you picked up guitar and bass and everything. And now, where'd you go it's, from yeah. there? I've never, I've well, never the thought thing, of right, it. So the, one, the way that I can't try and look at it, from my point of view, is that I did everything I wanted to do but even the last few years when I was doing it what I did want was some sort of normality I didn't like leaving home anymore for two months on end I, you know, I was quite settled in my own house with my fiance with like my dog and then you get to the point where you're not 19 I was like 26, 27 then my friends back home have got proper jobs getting married having kids and then owning, you, you owning houses and just yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And while I was still loving what I was doing travelling being in a band seeing the world it was amazing but you always want what you don't have right so yeah it's just how it is it's just yeah. so the one thing that I can maybe take out of it is that now I can maybe get that the normality that I've that I've been craving for the last few years but yeah, in an ideal world it would still be intertwined with this but yeah. you can't be perfect you know it's real life man <laughs> real Fuck life that. shouldn't have been 10 years in a band doing what we did so I'm fucking lucky that I got to do that yeah, yeah. you know oh. I'm not I'm not so I'm not as, as, as bitter I, as I am about some things I'm, I'm, I know how lucky I, I have been I know that there's a million people that wanted to do what I did and they're not they won't get the chance to so I know how lucky I've been to do that oh yeah yeah, if you think about it like think about 99% of bands that ever get created don't do anything like we've been lucky enough to do 
No, but um, I think about it because remember when we first started the band, like Dave called me up one afternoon and said, we need a bassist for the day. Me and my mate have been writing a song. You into it? And I was like, it was a Sunday afternoon and I was just like, mum, what time's dinner going to be ready? And she's like, oh, I haven't started it yet. And I was like, oh, fuck, I've got an hour to kill. So I always think, like, imagine if my dinner was ready oh. on time that day. I would never have even, I would never even, like, been in this position anyway. So it's just weird how so, it works. Yeah. It's funny, like... Thanks. Thanks, Sam's mum, for yeah. the late cooking. <laughs> she did. She yeah, didn't anyway, start if, it. Yeah, if she hadn't got the, if she got the roast on two hours earlier... <laughs> Well, oh. uh, the thing was I hadn't spoken to Dave in like three months either so he's, my phone starts going and Dave's ringing me and what the fuck does he want I haven't spoken to him in ages weird I answered him he just went oh just do you fancy a session and I was like who's it with and he said oh, it's a guy called Joe Savins and I knew him from another band around the Ely Cambridge area I was like oh he's a bit of a dickhead though like I don't <laughs> I don't really like him so I don't really want to do a session with him anyway and I know for a fact that he didn't like me either so he must have they must have been Desperate for a bassist that day, you know. Oh, we don't need a last bassist in Cambridge. Fuck! <laughs> I remember going. I remember going Wait, he might have dinner time. He's never. Oh, tell you what, we'll ask him, but I know he's, he's coming up the dinner time. He won't be able to do it. Yeah. We we'll ask him anyway, though. Hi, Sam. Hi. Can you? <laughs> well, he's just he's checking with his mum. He's never gonna. Hello. Fuck. Yeah, but yeah. He must have been fuming when I actually walked through the door. <laughs> I remember it though. I remember walking in with like this little fucking amplifier. A bass that hadn't had... Because I hadn't... I was never really serious about being in a band. It was always... I was just writing at home. I just used to write songs in my bedroom for me. I just got so much enjoyment out of that shit. And then... So I'd been in a band with Dave previously for like two days and um, I remember going in with my little amplifier my bass that hadn't had strings changed in like four months and they started playing this song and at that moment in time I was like not listening to what they were what they were writing they were they, that day they introduced me to Death of Anna friends like these I'd, I'd never really heard screaming before like and that just changed everything we, the, we ended up writing a song that day and overnight I was instantly obsessed with making so like 24 hours ago I didn't even I didn't like Joe I didn't yeah. want to be hungry. In, I didn't I did, yeah hungry <laughs> <laughs> hungry so the 24 hours I was like just gone from being quite happy just plodding along to being absolutely obsessed with this band that I've just suddenly joined by accident awesome. and then within like overnight I remember it becoming like everything over there but that's why I knew the last year it's like that's not there anymore yeah. do you know what I mean that went and yeah. it's like that and I know that and I know that that is sad but that's what I mean I, I used to try and tell myself like try and feel like you did the first three years when because I was emailing was every day yeah. on fucking Stu our old manager just like um, get us a tour get us this why haven't we done this yet and then it got to the point where if we got an email I saw it as a hassle I was like fuck so I've got to reply to that now do you know what I mean it's, yeah. it's, mm. it's weird yeah yeah that's crazy but what um, you've got to live you know this awesome this awesome rock rock life what's some of the highlights for you is there like when do you first remember being like Jesus huh? are we yeah. are we doing it or like yeah, oh my god that's Chino from the Deftones like <laughs> do, you, do you remember a moment when you were in this situation where like should I be in this situation 
there's the one the first time that it really I really thought fucking hell this is literally my dream come true it was when we played Manchester Academy 3 and it because it was our first ever sold out show so even though it was sold out I was still not thinking this is going to be what I think it is and I remember coming off stage after that show and just the five of us I mean yeah it, it was everything that you'd worked more so for them guys that have been in bands since the age of like 10 and it, it just they, they'd been in like two or three bands where they never thought that they would get to that point and I never thought that we would have we played Lighthouse that day last and they're just they, I've never heard I still even now I've never heard a crowd that loud just in that room like 400 people just it was just fucking insane awesome it was so cool but the one without a doubt where I looked out and I thought this shouldn't be happening was Roundhouse I remember when we sold like sold out Roundhouse and just just fucking man crazy. that was that was the best that or Redden and Leeds in the tent Redden in the tent was always better than main stage for me I loved playing the Radio 1 tent I just yeah. thought you got so, so much more atmosphere in there and stuff but even though main stage is like the biggest fucking bucket list <laughs> thing ever but um no Roundhouse was cool I just remember it just being the sea of people and then we had one bit reserved for friends and family and I just remember seeing my dad like up there and he was crying and I was like I was going playing terribly yeah. <laughs> dad's crying I did honestly think that's because I've sung something badly he always used to say like you got because the problem when, when Mikey was in the band I didn't take my vocals seriously at all I didn't I just was the backing singer I, did, I used to run around all the time would be out of breath yeah. and I wouldn't I'd just make sure I was actually saying words instead of even being tuneful you know Yeah. but yeah I remember that that moment was and the cool thing was I think Scuzz did a documentary on that and it was so annoying I had it on my mum's old sky for fucking years Years and now it's gone. Oh. So it's not on YouTube oh, yeah, anywhere. You can't. Oh, you can't. That, oh. Fucking yeah, everything's gone from Scuzz now. Yeah, yeah. Someone's bound to have a hard well, yeah. drive Gary somewhere. Scuzz or whatever isn't like, <laughs> Mr. Scuzz has got Mr. it. Scuzz, yeah. That's it. Like it's not online. We can't. No, it's all gone. Like they had a they had a, like a lot of good stuff like for us to. I used to like you know get drunk and then monthly be like a bit pissed. <laughs> I'll put that on, mate. Like, I'm like like go through what was good and stuff like that. But um, yeah, fucking. That whole tour, to be fair, was... We look back on it and I go, we probably shouldn't have spent all that money. We could might have been able to go on for another few oh, months. every band, every <laughs> single band we've had on and we've talked about tours and stuff all go, I wish we hadn't fucking wasted so much money. Yeah, uh, we, we were quite... We've always been quite good, to be fair. Like, it, when we got our first bus, it was like... Oh, we're, fuck it, go on, let's treat ourselves, go on then. Yeah. We always did try to look after, but with, with, with that Roundhouse tour, it was the asymmetry one where we just signed to Sony and that, and it was, we kind of thought we've got to try and make an impression, and yeah. it was the coolest fucking stage show that we've ever had, but yeah, when you look back and think, fucking hell, could have, could have probably done with that <laughs> in the long run. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we, yeah we spent, um, we did the Astoria. Uh, when his story was still about, and we spent all of our fee on ramps. <laughs> all of our fee on ramps, right? Our drummer was like 18 foot in the air, right? With steps up to him. I ran up to him once, I was like, I can't come up here again. I'm knackered. <laughs> I won't see you for the rest of the gig now, so enjoy yourself. I'm off. And yeah, and there was another one, and we spent all our, um, all our money on uh, fake cabs. 
So fake we had 18 cabs, yeah. fake cabs. Not enough, not enough stage room for it. Literally, symbols, <laughs> symbols were that far away from the cabs, right? Yeah. And we had so many strobes in front of us that when they went off, Bob, our guitarist, didn't know where he was and if his eyes were open or closed. <laughs> he was just playing like, How I don't you know what is anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just realised I did that without a mic near my mouth. Um, yeah, so many bands yeah. just wasted money on was production. Was there any ideas or stuff like you guys had that just you thought of wasting like a load of money on that would just would have been ridiculous? Or yeah, like going to America was a pretty big waste. They weren't like we did. Um the Pierce of L.C. Sirens run which was amazing oh, yeah. for a band like yeah. us like we were fucking opening with Paris like switching every night nice uh, look what they're doing now compared to us <laughs> you know what I mean like but then we went on warp tour and we got put on a metal stage and it was like well oh. that's not worked out is it so no we never really spent anything no we, uh, James has always been pretty good at keeping <laughs> things keeping in control <laughs> If, if Dave was in charge of it, then fuck knows. We probably would have wasted it all. Constant but. pyro. <laughs> yeah. Good, good band name. Um. Yeah, well, I was going to say, well, obviously, we've reminiscing now over the last 10 years and stuff. As you've mentioned, you've played crazy shows, festivals, and mm. tours at that time. But is there anyone you've met that blew you away in any way? Like any heroes? Either way. In a good way or a bad way? <laughs> um, I guess you can talk shit. Yeah, you could talk shit. <laughs> well, I yeah, could talk wait. shit. Yeah. I, but, I won't. Oh, no, I don't want to. See the blackout. Fucking nobody <laughs> says that. We, um, we only ever played one show together. Was it was it Takedown in Southampton? It was a fest- yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a festival. It definitely was a festival. Yeah, take. You yeah, guys headlined, didn't you? I think that was like our first festival. Was we it? opened the main stage and you guys were headlining, yeah. That's mad. I remember, but we remember thinking, like, fucking hell, playing with a blackout, this is fucking sick. I'm not, it was so cool to us. Like, oh, that cheers. was like our first fucking show where we actually felt like we were playing with real bands. Like, oh, cool. It was wicked. Played to fucking no one, right? But it was still good. Um, this is again, like, being so thankful for everything that I, like, the band has done for me. I was the biggest Blink fan ever. Like, I, the reason I played bass was because yeah. of Mark Coppers. So, when um, I met him at the Kerrang Awards like a few years back and um, that was like overwhelming anyway so I never thought I'd get to meet him but then two years later they got given that um, Icon lifetime Award thing, yeah Lifetime yeah. and they asked if I wanted to present it and I was just like what the f- <laughs> fuck no <laughs> nah <laughs> not well we weren't gonna we were in the studio doing Wired at the time and we weren't actually even gonna go to the it was like the day before so I don't know how why they left it so late but yeah they asked us like mate we have to go to Krang Wars now yeah that was the I never I mean come on like yeah. you tell 12 year old me like <laughs> one day you're going to present literally your idol a lifetime achievement award at the Krang Wars uh, no that, Mad, that don't it? happen so yeah that and then I met Skiba before he was in Blink which was Alkaline on my awesome. second favourite band yeah, yeah. so yeah I mean you, you, you literally meet your heroes don't you like it was it's been fucking yeah yeah oh, no, it's just, no it's just great to hear that like you know over 10 years you've been able to do things that you've really enjoyed and now you can oh, look man, fun like back it's, on. it's been like the best because if, yeah like nothing will ever come close to this in, in, in there's nothing else that you can do that will make you feel like Mallory's done like the, the way that you feel on stage when people like there'll be other good moments in life that will mean just as much I'm sure but that's such a unique experience that yeah. I know that if I try to try to copy I'm always going to be coming short of it yeah. do you know what I mean in terms of what that gives you and I don't think it's I don't think it's a drug like it no it, it, it there's nothing I, there's nothing I've done that uh <laughs> Uh, is it anywhere, <laughs> anywhere near as good as that feeling of 
just going out, like even playing to nobody, just even just going out there and playing and just. Yeah, I love it. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's like when we when we when we fucking started up. It was we didn't care about tickets. It was just like we wanted to just do it. Like, go. I used to look forward to photo shoots. That's how fucked it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. We, I think in the early days we we're all like, wow, you want to take? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Like, I got to go there. Can yeah. I come here? No. Yeah, oh, go, going in for management meetings is like going to London with theirs quickly became like, can we not just do like a yeah. conference call? Oh, yeah, we went from super eager, like our management would be like, can you come down? And we like, London, we are. Yeah. <laughs> huh? We've been waiting for you. Well, you, know, you know what it's like when you're starting up, like you fucking just oh, network yeah. all the time. You go to every show, you go to every kind of award thing that you can, any anything where yeah. you could meet people that could help the, the progression of your band. And then literally, when that burnt out for me, it burnt out. I was like, I'm not going to see anyone. I don't want, unless I have to go, I don't want to go. Like, yeah. Start, you know. But you it do, just gets tiresome, doesn't it? The, the, schmooz, the, it, the schmoozing, it, it, it's just. Yeah. I'm, I'm like it, it's so apparent. And, and when I was like 21, like, you, you, you just accept it but now it's yeah. like oh come on man I, I'm not I can't do this anymore yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah going to Crown Awards <coughs> and then feeling like it's gonna be awkward now with all these people like just you, yeah you meet people that you know that have also like slagged your band off in somewhere and come up and give you a hug <laughs> and it's like fuck off man <laughs> yeah yeah we had one band um, come on to us in Belgium and said oh good show and we were like we play tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> that was awkward um, but yeah we went okay, yeah so yeah it's weird isn't it like you go to these things and you see these people and you're like mm, look at that fake smile and here we go you, like you're asking me but about I, stuff I, and you don't care really I like. bet that's not just the music industry in general I think that's just not the industry, industry yeah, you know? thing, yeah. yeah but as I say it got to the point where I was like I felt like well, we don't need to do that anymore like yeah, stay at home, stay away. Definitely. Oh yeah, definitely. I've turned down. Kerrang Awards were fucking yeah, cool. Yeah, I turned down like Kerrang Awards a couple of times when we were the band, just because I was like, oh well, I've got this every year for the rest of my life. Surely. That's a good point. You do get to a point when you're when you're in it. Like five years ago, I never saw the end. Didn't even cross my mind that it was like it was going to end. Like even though that's so stupid, right? Because how many bands like do it forever? Not many. Yeah. Well, I never. Yeah. Oh, I genuinely thought the Blacker would be playing pubs when we're seventy, all bald, <laughs> doing Children of the Night. <laughs> like I thought I was going to be doing Iron Eye. Yeah. Well, I was getting lower and lower as an old man. Yeah. But no. Yeah. And then yeah, for it to just go is just yeah. Strange, but see, I, this I, I I don't know how it's going to be. I'm not there yet. I've still got this tour to do. I think I think when when we do play our last show, it will be. I don't know. It's I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. It's an emotional one. Yeah, but I already it's know. Like, I can already tell which shows I'm going to get emotional at on this run. But it's because I, I I still think it's going to be like a relief. But I bet it ain't. I bet like when that last one is, it might be like a relief in a way that because as I say, it has got to the point where I do feel like I, it does need to come to its end naturally. And, I, and we've been building up to this point for you know a couple of months or whatever, but. It, it, it's it's more that, that it, as I say, I've been chasing security for so long, but this is going to be the most insecure period of my life. But at the same time, it's hopefully going to set me up into something that does become secure. But yeah. it's this weird little. You've literally yeah, from here till like Christmas maybe, where I am going to be like kind of floating around a little bit, and I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Like I. I, I 
you know, since you guys turned up today, like I hadn't really thought about it being the last tour properly, you know, and actually talking like in yeah. this way to yeah. you kind of it hits home even more. As I say, like, even though I've known this is it, I've never said it out loud. And then it's like, oh, well, actually, this is it. Like, I don't know. Strangeness, very, very weird feeling. Like mm. we did interviews like all, all our last tour and yeah, just every day I just... I felt a little bit sicker, I suppose. Mm. But I think mine's a little bit different to yours because, like, I, I was the only one in my band who didn't, you know, who, who was like, no, we should carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, we shouldn't. Yeah. We've got lives and kids and bills to pay. We can't, <laughs> can't be paid fuck all a month for this forever. <laughs> um, See, uh, I, I, that, I, that's, if I felt like that, yeah, I'd, I'd, that would be fucking hard. Yeah. But I, yeah, if I was the one saying, what are we doing? No, come on. Like, yeah, that would be, that'd be hard. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm kind of glad for you in a way that you're the other way. Because, yeah. Because yeah, I know, like, it was like, fuck it. I mourn. It, it was like we fucking died. Yeah. It was like my friends and family died. It was horrible. I, 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 all four of us, I think we're in agreement, but there's definitely people in the band that don't want it to happen as much as others like the only thing that I think's almost kind of made it not easier but is the fact that when Mikey left anyway that kind of felt like a weird little breakup anyway you know yeah so we kind of already tasted kind of what it's going to be like if but did you ever think of changing the name or anything do you ever think of changing the name um we had conversations about it but the end of the day like uh, you know I said going back when you start a band you're oh, so yeah you've got the platform so you're, you're, yeah. yeah but when you start a band you've got the energy and you're passionate and you, you really yeah. want to build it like I don't think we had the the passion to be able to start again yeah, from scratch thinking, you know yeah. I, don't, I didn't think that was possible but at the same time we had the back catalogue the, the name was still worth yeah, something yeah, you know so true, yeah. we knew that the stock in, the stock was going to like slash and we are going to have to go back two three four steps we knew that but no it was we pretty quickly we realized it wasn't an option just to change the name and start from scratch yeah. Yeah. And, and as going back to what i said we no, we didn't want to like we worked just as hard probably harder than mikey did anyway you know yeah we just did so we was like why don't we don't have to change it just because people were upset that he's not gonna be singing it anymore it's our band just as much as it was his so yeah and, and with that did you always know that these shows are gonna be like the final tour and stuff or was there a no when one the tour giant? was booked no this was this was supposed to be the first tour for the okay. album coming out um yeah because you only announced like monday didn't you that you were we announced monday that we were yeah but we were, this then, was the last tour but this tour was booked in like you know May time I think okay so that back then we had no idea that the record was like we didn't know like then that we were going to call it quits after the record no it was only a few weeks ago really it's been quite a quick turnaround yeah oh, yeah, I was going to say you know, that we, yeah. we wanted to respect the label and stuff you know we didn't want to just say we're releasing this record and we're out we still wanted to promote the record properly so give it a few weeks after the album had come out we didn't because that's why we were still unsure before the record had even come out but we you know you see you, you see the emails you see what the bank balance and stuff like looks like you know so you have to try and weigh it all up but at the same time we wanted to respect the people that were working for us and yeah. give the record the best opportunity it could well that's, a, that's another thing I think 
Deputy people listening to this might not realise that yeah. like they don't realise that you've got your band as the weight of not just you four mm. but other people yeah there's a whole other t- people's money's on the line oh yeah, yeah of course like, at the same time like, yeah, but with our management company though they do quite a lot of work with the with our label and they've got to keep their relationship good with them because there's going to be bands after us that our management try and set up with our label so we were aware that we needed to keep the relationship good between those people and so when our management said like we'll, we'll talk to them but we, we've got to make sure it's the right time and stuff like that and we were like yeah completely we will get it we know that it can get political and stuff like that so but we, 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 we always we, I like to think we've always cared about the people we work with as well like we've always so we completely respected that the only thing that we wanted when we knew that this was going to be the last tour was to at least try and get it like a week or two before the tour was so if yeah. people that weren't going to come maybe had the opportunity to come down and stuff like that because you know ticket sales like weren't there was another thing like ticket sales just weren't weren't there like and you know when you get it, to play in venues like this and you're getting certain guarantees to come play these venues if you're not going to sell them out then the guarantees are going to get lower and that means the money runs out anyway so yeah. you know decisions are like taken out of your hands in some way anyway but you know, it's like we did. We did try. <laughs> we definitely try. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. With all that now, is there any kind of last thoughts or? I, what, no. What well, the, ba- well, the band is, but <laughs> <laughs> last thoughts. What are you going to do to me? I'm going to murder him, you. I meant like any nice, nice final thoughts or memories uh, or anything uh, you'd yeah. like to yeah, share. Yeah, like it's just. As I say, like, I haven't, I've tried my best not to really, when I'm at home, I've done my best to just shut off from the situation that we're in. And, but when I do think back, I think, like, as I say, going back, I, there's not going to be many people that want to do this and have been lucky enough to be able to go out, see countries I never thought I'd visit, meet people I never thought I'd get to meet. But the one thing that, I do that I do adore actually is the way that it's not as big as people like Metallica and these massive bands that have touched people worldwide on such a colossal scale but we've got like our own little number of and when I see people with like lyrics tattooed to them that means something to them and hearing that a certain song has helped someone out in a situation and getting all of that as, as hard as the announcement was that we were breaking up and as much as I was dreading the comments and seeing what people had to say I think it was good for me to remember what Mallory achieved and how it touched people and um, I get, I'm annoyed at myself because I think I did forget that and I needed a reminder and I probably could have done with a reminder before this Yeah. but um, I'm, I will be so proud of of, of the way that our music you know helped certain people and yeah, yeah. Th- th- I'll never do anything like that again you know I might have a kid and start a family but I, I'll look after them and you know because they're, they're mine and they you know but to touch strangers and like in a way that's like help them out and that's so fucking cool I never thought I'd have that power it's crazy you know yeah. and um, oh yeah well, I was thinking a couple of weeks back, I was thinking about just tweeting all my favourite bands because yeah. I think this is the problem. Like, there's not enough love shown to bands and then things like this where they break up yeah. happens. 
And then, like you said, like you've, you've seen the outpouring of love now, and that's yeah. reminded you of all the fucking good times, all the great things you accomplished. And yeah, I just think, like, sometimes I want to just tweet a glass jaw and be like, hey guys, I still love you. Yeah. Please don't break up. <laughs> and then just, yeah, I just think, in a way, more people need to. People, people, Appreciate I, I, I agree with you, like, like, without it becoming too, like, in depth or whatever, but, like, social media seems to be such a thing where people just vent and moan and only use it as a tool to be negative. There's not enough positivity on no, it. No. You know, and people, it's, it's, it seems it's so much easier to say, I hate that, instead of, I quite like this. It's not yeah, as much yeah. as an interesting tweet. Yeah, it's almost no, like definitely. people go out for the negativity because they, wanna, they want it, I don't know, to catch on and, like, get retweets everywhere and stuff. But there ain't enough like positivity on stuff like that. I agree with you. Like, but as I say, I kind of feel like that's how I felt with Mallory. Like we were, we were gonna get judged, weren't we? And I, I knew that, but it it felt like to me that there was a large section of people that were Mallory fans before, or even if they had nothing to do with our band, and even if they didn't like us before, they wanted to see us fail. You know, they did, and I don't think we got help. I think we were very quickly forgotten about by people in the industry. Oh, snap. I think um, we could have had a lot more help that way. Um, I do feel like we were pushed to one side a lot. Even, And I knew that would happen because even back then when, you know, Kerrang! only wanted to interview frontmen for like three years. Didn't give a shit about the other four. Yeah. So we got like them sort of thingy tweet about us that's what I mean the old editor of Kerrangi put a tweet up saying um, I once put you on the front cover magazine it didn't sell very well and I got told off it's like why the fuck is he for that but then he put at the end I still stand by that Lighthouse was a fucking jam though and it's like yeah but you've put the negative thing first and you say you put us on the front cover you didn't you put a singer on the front cover you wouldn't let me come do the interview do you know what I mean but But I don't know as I say, like it did, it did feel like that we we were forgotten about in that sense, and I know that's going to happen because bands come and go, and the more bands that come, they need to sell stuff. I'm I'm not faulting that, but yeah, we, I just felt like the only time that people wanted us was to talk about Mikey leaving because it was a big story, and then when the music came out, they they didn't they didn't give a shit. I think that's kind of the way it's going on. It's like clickbait and like well for, well speaking from a you know journalist point of view I think people are obsessed with the headline the yeah, story yeah. and not really care about yeah, the follow up they gossip or, more than they want music yeah, sometimes you, oh yeah you, just like, well, well, you see on the music sites you much you much you know you use My Chemical Romance for an example you'll see all those websites if there's any little line they can take about a possible reunion um, this fake real whatever people go mad about that rather than oh this band did some incredible thing the other day like no one no they don't want to showcase that they want the clickbait of oh this you know, they said this yeah or of course but they, obviously they, they want they want to expand their brand yeah. I get that but fucking hell I know what you mean about my chem they haven't been a band for how long and <laughs> yeah. yeah they still get tweeted about every other oh, day right. by certain people oh, well, you know? if you think about right. it it's like, it's, it's like Nirvana isn't it? like how many how many poster specials can we have of Nirvana <laughs> are there any photos <laughs> left of Nirvana that we haven't seen there's not I've seen them all I'm not even a big Nirvana fan but I have seen every photo of Kirk Cobain that's ever existed it's so true like, uh, I've seen more photos of him than I have of me <laughs> sorry it's, like, it's right they'd like put Metallica on the front cover and it's like how many times do I have to hear about how they nearly broke up on a record it's like they've told this story but you're just telling it in a different way give it to uh, but then again I don't know if we said like 
I once put him on the cover. It didn't sell very well when he got in trouble by his boss. Like, if that's the case, fair enough. But why do you need to air that? Like, it, I, yeah, some people just. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just a. In, I think it. It feels like some sort of inferior complex. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because I've met a lot of people, a lot of people who work in the music industry who have not really ventured into music at all. Yeah. And yeah, you just get they. They some people overcompensate for not for not feeling like they're good enough, I suppose. So if they can put down someone who's in a band doing well, well, it makes them feel better about not. Well, the thing is though, like you, that was another thing. Like when you were in the industry and you were doing so well, I used to think that some of these people were my, were my genuine friends, but it just turns out that they weren't yeah. really. They just liked hanging out, getting pissed. And you, you, were, you, yeah, were, yeah, you, were, yeah. you were current. You were, you know. And then when we weren't so much, yeah, you know, then they're not oh, there I, anymore. Yeah, well, yeah. I found since, yeah, since leaving the band, I hate to say this to you, but uh, <laughs> it, get, <laughs> it gets worse in a way, just uh, because but, but a lot of those friends. Yeah, but I, I. But it's not a bad. Yeah, you find out over time. It's not a bad thing because you're just going. Oh, okay. So they're not. Yeah, but that's what I mean. I you, want you that. I'm, out, I'm yeah. expecting that to happen. Yeah, but I'm, that would enable me to filter out and and just you know focus because I'm at a point where where I think after this tour I might be deleting all my socials anyway and just oh. getting off and like just ignore it. And Facebook will be gone no matter what. Twitter I might start again and just follow news articles and literally just having it as my as yeah. my information hub kind of thing. And then Instagram I don't really use anyway. So I, I'm half tempted to just get it gone completely. But nice. I don't know. We'll, get, we'll see but then the, you, as you say if, if something does happen in six months time and you realise that you do want to start again it's a good little thing to have yeah. to be able to promote it so I shouldn't be too oh, rash yeah, maybe, maybe but. just keep, keep the ones you've got now but just don't use them and then just make it like other ones and then you can always yeah. rehash the old one if you need to yeah, yeah. At least you won't have to worry about trying to get certain announcements out at certain times and all that, because that's, uh, that's always a struggle. Well, our Facebook keeps getting hacked anyway. Our Facebook's been hacked like four times this week. What Deleted all of our posts back to 2016 and stuff. It's been hacked like three what? times. Oh, I hate cunt. <laughs> I fucking hate cunt. What? Oh. <laughs> but I was worried it was through me, because I'm an admin. I was like, so is my personal one been hacked? I was like, oh, I'm going to delete it anyway, but I don't know Is how there any inkling it. of why or who or... No, no. No idea. That's what I'm saying. Our management, like, we're on it. Like, I, I, I used to be quite active as I say on social media, but the, the longer I've left it, I'm so in the dark about how things actually work now. Yeah, that, I so. think that's my problem with Instagram as well. Like, I'll post a photo on my wall once every yeah, two or yeah. three months. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, have I left it too long? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I can't be asked. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll do the. Fo-. Can't be bothered. No. Yeah. Well, uh, social media wasn't really a thing when we started. It was, it was still well, MySpace. Think, yeah, yeah, when, yeah. That's how old we are. MySpace <laughs> was... Yeah, if it wasn't for MySpace, I don't think we would have done as well. Enter Shikari, obviously. Enter Shikari. <laughs> they, um, you they, six. they blew up because of it. You Mia Six. Uh, Pierce the Veil. Uh, oh, loads of bands. What, yeah. a, what a tool that was. <laughs> and it's gone. And now all these bands have got social media where you can't hear any I don't music. Think, I don't think we would be as big as we were if we started now. Because social media seems mm. to be so key, and there's one band that knows what they're doing. That's Broco, yeah. with how oh. they use social media yeah, and yeah. stuff like they completely. But we we don't like social media, so <laughs> we found as soon as we didn't use social media, that's when the band started going yeah. downhill. But I do think that social media is it's you, as bands now you have to depend on it to yeah. oh, get any like sort of success, unless you are a band that's already a name like Stereophonics yeah, yeah. or something like that, you know. But it's like the Lewis Capaldi for for months. Yeah, yeah. I knew what he looked like, and he's funny, but I had no idea what. No, 
song was. Same. And same. then when I listened to it, I was like, that's not the same fella. Oh my God, that's James <laughs> Arthur's voice. <laughs> oh my God, he sounds exactly like James Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, is, it is a big key. It is a big key these days. And it's, um, yeah, it's weird to see how people like tailor certain things for it. It's so. mad yeah. when you think about it, like social media back in the day, like we were talking about MySpace. Like if you went to a band's MySpace, you could see what they looked like, see what they were up to and listen to them. Mm-hmm. You go on Twitter now and you're like, what the fuck do I get to hear a song by I anyone? know, I know. Or you I go know. on Instagram and you're just like, oh yeah, photos. Oh, yo, I know what they all look like. Yeah. Give me a two, no. Like, <laughs> I know. There's no, you know, there's no like play things anymore. There should be something like that coming. Well, yeah, because that's what it's about, isn't it? You go to a band because you want to hear what they're, yeah. like, you want to hear the music. And it is so hard now. You have to go through, it's more about like where they are, what they're doing, are they being funny? I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, well, yeah, thank you very much for doing this. Yes, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. I hope I wasn't too miserable. But no, oh, no. <laughs> no, this, no, this has been um, yeah, so what, yeah, this very, very insightful. insightful. I think like a lot of people will love this and learn, you know, learn from it because, yeah, yeah I guess. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, you're probably the first band we've had who are just about to... Yeah, Knock as you say, like, I, I, actually talking about it out loud is something I haven't done. So, hmm. thank you. It's been weird yeah, for well, me we to like. You enjoy these last shows anyway, and thank make you. the most as, make, as you yeah, can. Make sure you do. Like I know, like I know, you said you were feeling a bit under the weather, but honestly, yeah, God, these are literally the things you will in. remember. So. Oh yeah, but I think that was, as I say, why we made the decision that we did was to more for us for to be able to enjoy this one as much as we can and it's weird I, I already know what it's going to be like because I said we went and we did our last rehearsal on Friday and I was was like ask oh, the last time I'm going to be in this room it's weird so with every time that we do it it's like this is the last time I'll be in Cardiff for God knows how long yeah. you know so yeah I got videos of our like last practice as well and oh, I see like, we didn't I, I, could, I just had to get out it was weird I didn't think I'd be weird about it but as soon as we finished I just packed and went and just got out of there yeah weird. I was just sitting there just like filming myself singing just like <laughs> like feeling like Oh, everybody, I just can't wait to go. And I'm like, I want to carry on doing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, yeah, thank yeah, you very much. Thanks so much for taking time out, guys. Um, nice. Yeah, cheers. Thank, thank you. Boo and awesome at the same time. Thank you very, very much to Sam Douglas for coming on. It was a great chat. It was great insight. It was sad. It was happy. Um, I know the exact feelings he's going through where he's kind of like, that lost now is what to do next it's a dreadful feeling yeah you even tried to give him some counselling halfway through (laughs) but no I want to say credit to him because he didn't hold back no not at all it was you could when we were talking to him you could just see the emotions of him realising that oh god this is the last yeah he was genuinely thinking it for the first time the it was coming to an end yeah I'm quite happy that we we managed to capture capture those emotions on the podcast do you know what uh, I mean yeah. yeah yes or no yes for the podcast sake no for Sam's sake just because I know that feeling and it's fucking horrible but again thank you very much to Sam for coming on and being so honest yes and good luck to you and the boys with um, whatever it is you decide to do next hopefully it'll be music in some capacity because they're all obviously very talented. Yes, so. and I really hope they enjoy this final tour now and as much people go to um, the shows and just enjoy it and Many. celebrate 
that and celebrate the last 10 years of the band and everything they've achieved yeah um, yeah so if you get a chance go and, go and catch Mallory Knox they're on tour right now so th- again thank you very much Sam thank you very much Mal- uh, thank you very much to Mallory Knox for the music over the years I don't think they realise the impact they've had on people oh no completely because there's, there's a load of people I know who have become great friends like best of friends and they met because they had mutual love for Mary Knox yeah um, so. so yeah it's, it's upsetting to see that that's not there anymore yeah um, but yeah. very sad end, very sad end. Um, yeah let's try and pick it up a bit um, we got some podcast supporters to thank don't yes, we yes we do very much have to thank why am I not saying right pronouns I, I, you say lately? much a lot today I, yeah. you say much too much <laughs> My pronouns are not working. I'm too emotional. And plus, Sean has given me a can of Monster. Oh, so that's probably what it is. You're vibrating inside. Yes. Oh, I love it. But we have to say a massive thank you to our wonderful patrons and especially the exclusive tier of elite members yes. that help make this podcast happen. Haven't we, Sean? Yes, we have. So who do we have to thank? Me for all this. Well... Oh, you mean the Patreons? Yeah. Oh, um, also, yeah. thanks. Massive, massive thanks to Dana Lasnava, John Price, Emma Barber, Janelle Caston, Liam Connolly, Nathan Crawshaw, Paul Hirschfield, Kylie Wheeler, Scarlett Charlton, Kelly Irwin, Drew Styles, Sam Ledgerwood, Vanessa Smith, Nessa Smith, oh, reading, Nessa Smith, Mitch Perry, Martina McManus, Emily Senegals, Craig Harris, Lucy Deards, John and Emma, Hugh Stockwell, Marcy Jacobson, Kieran Lewis, Jordan Burchard, Sharif Awadali, Mike Cunningham, Michael Fast Gender. So Michael changes his name every week. Did he mean to put Michael Fassbender? I think he did, didn't he? Because Michael Fassbender's the actor. <laughs> Michael Fassgender. Sounds like someone who... Oh, maybe maybe that's the joke. Maybe he's fast. changed the letter to f- throw you off. Yeah, but that's not how you spend fast. Anyway. Yeah. Livy Cropper, Kelly Cannon, Lydia Henderson, Scott Jones, Amy Thomas, Jamie Bluer, Becky Maloko, Tony Michael, Jenny Robson, Sam Spray, James Oakley, and last but not least, Stuart McNaught. Yes, thank you ever so much to all you wonderful humans and anyone who supports the podcast uh, in any way via our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Sapnin. If you haven't already, please go and check it out. It all goes back into helping this podcast bigger and better than ever before and keeping us alive yep. uh, as well. And thank yeah, you, you can please. get some mad rewards and stuff for just helping out and enjoying the wonderful family that is our sapling podcast community yes thank you very much to everybody who's subscribed to the patreon so far yes people who have who no longer do thank you very much and future people i love you thank you very much yes and hopefully we're going to be doing a few more meetups now over the summer months summer, summer months? months winter months jesus christ oh. are you on a straw <laughs> Can you smell burning? Can you smell toast? I thought you were making some. I thought that was what it... Oh, no. Honestly, I did. Oh, we oh. shouldn't make fun of this. No, we um, shouldn't. Let's go on with it. Um, check us out at Twitter and Instagram at Sapninpod. S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. Is that it? Yeah, Sean's going to be disc jockeying oh, in various cities across the United Kingdom. Yeah, September the 20th, I am DJing in Liverpool. 
Liverpool. Liverpool. Hey, mate. After shipping forecast in Liverpool. Hey, mate. Fucking come along if you're a scousing here, you fucking bastards. It's a bit harsh. Very sorry. Sorry to all the Liverpudlians I've just offended, but that is exactly how every single one of you sounds. And the week after, September 27th, I am at Night People in Manchester. Manchester. Sunshine. <laughs> Manchester. How's it going, our kid? Yeah, so come, uh, if you are a scouser, September the 20th, the shipping forecast, come and see me DJ. If you are a mank, uh, night people, September the 27th. There are two Fridays in a row. If you are a nightclub, which is weird because you're an inanimate <laughs> object and you're listening to a podcast, that's very, very strange. How are you even doing that? Think about having me come and DJ your rock night. I would very much like that. Anyway, that's it. Sapnin! Sapnin! You're listening to Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, Thank you very much. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.